Welcome to the Jacked Rabbit Fitness Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks to level up your health and fitness. I'm Coach Brandon, your host, recording from Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, where it's our mission to lengthen and improve the lives of people in the Greenville area by providing the best hour of their day. You can always find out more about life-changing fitness by following us on Instagram, at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit. Now, enough about us. We hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, so today we are hanging out with one of our members at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, Dan Kitchens, and uh, you've been a member here for how long? A little over a couple of years, I think. A little over a couple of years, so a little more than two years, which in, um, this is just gym running nerdery, most micro gyms, the lifespan of a customer is about nine months. Okay. So... We must have done something to, to help you be excited and happy to be here if we've been here for more than two years. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So, so Dan is, for us, a, uh, a, a bright light, I think, in the, in the gym. Whenever he comes in, he's bringing positive energy. He wants to connect with people. Um, you know, it, he's like a, I don't want to say a golden retriever. I, no, feel like he's, good. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's smarter than a golden retriever, but has the same kind of tail wagging, happy to see you energy as a golden retriever. So it'd be like a, a German Shepherd dog mixed with a golden retriever. I like that. Is that a thing? Yeah, they, it could be. It could be. It probably has a name, and I just don't know it. Dog <laughs> lovers are yelling at their phones right now, trying to tell us. Um, so I, I like to start when we're doing any kind of like interview stuff. Where where we started? So where'd you grow up? Okay. Grew up in Southern California until I was 14. That's far, far away. Very far. Melting pot From culture. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we moved as a family to South Florida, so about 40 minutes north of Miami. Yeah. And then I came up here to South Carolina in 2000 to play baseball at Anderson College or Anderson okay. University now. Yeah. And been up here ever since. Cool. Yeah. How... Um, well, in, in that journey, when did you start sports and active recreation and stuff like that? Like, Was that an early thing for you? Yeah, early thing. I think my first word was ball. Um, had a grandfather, almost played for the Yankees. And so it was okay. baseball's just kind of been there. Sports have been in there. In the blood. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything. I Literally coming up here, fitness, uh, big part of it, uh, being an athlete and uh, – being a part of the steroid era of baseball, not that I took them, but being smaller and everybody wanted yeah. you to be in the gym. And the Sammy Sosa, yes. and Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, all of that. So get in the gym. Yep, get in the gym. Yep. Home runs a year. Mashing, just mashing. Yeah. Um, so my first degree is in exercise science. Um, okay. And so just kind of, yeah, just yeah, kind of evolved. Cool. Um, and so just uh, I love being around fitness. I love being around people, team mm-hmm. kind of atmosphere, but yeah. I like being here. Cool. So then, uh, with baseball, yeah. What what is the? I mean, I, I hear people talk about things like for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm the worst. Yeah, I know. We've had this. I'm talk. not a I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I love that people love the things they love, right? So yeah. like teenage Brandon would be like, baseball is stupid. You're right. stupid. Everything's stupid if it's not what I like. Right. Thankfully, I've matured a little bit over the last <laughs> twenty some odd years. And, uh, and it's fun for me to see people enjoy the things they enjoy. So like, what is it about baseball even now? We talked the other day and you're like, I still have vivid baseball dreams. Yeah. And it's been years since I've played baseball. Like, what is it about baseball that 
really sucked you in, kind of keeps you engaged to this day? Oh man, I'm a very nostalgic person. Um, the game itself hasn't changed, but it's something that connected for my dad and his dad. And um, I like being part of something bigger than myself. So having a team that you can pull for, whether you're going through your own crap or not, I mean, every year is a new year, like all of those dynamics. And then um, just having guys around me at that time just playing through a sport just you have that commonality of a goal trying to obtain the work hard the uh the tangible nature of wins and losses but baseball so detailed i mean they keep track of all the statistics and analytics which surprised me a little bit that you don't like it because i think that would be right up your alley so i'm I'm a little bit of a spreadsheet a a little bit yeah Yeah. um but yeah uh along those lines how many no one should know the answer to this question. So if you don't, then okay. whatever. How many different statistics are regularly tracked in baseball? Man, so many. Like triple digits? I would say, yeah. Do we have hundreds of stats that we keep Absolutely. up with? Absolutely, yeah. That are uh, all their own categories? Yes. Not just like how many pitches thrown? No. They have Now they have, long, it's called Sabermetrics now. And yeah. so Moneyball. You've okay. seen that? Yeah, the movie yeah. Moneyball that yeah. came out. Um, so they, these teams, they hire out. all those When people. did that movie come out? When did that movie come out? 1990? No, it was based off uh, like late 90s, early okay. 2000s, but I don't think the movie came out until do you, uh Do you ever feel like 1990 was like last decade? Oh yeah, it was yesterday. And it's not 30 years ago? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I have that same problem. <laughs> We're old, man. Old. Um, we, we also share a love of um, 90s pop punk. Yes. And such, so that's been a that's been a fun thing. So, if you're going to give the listeners a uh, a musical recommendation, oh, no one's going to take it. No but one's going to take it. But if they did, oh man, say step back into my childhood by listening to oh, it would have to be Tooth and Nail, Christian punk rock, like MXPX, yeah. way back in the day. That was MXPX. Life in general was probably the uh, the anthem of my yeah. late middle school, early high school. So good. Yeah. Teenage politics for me. That okay. first album. Yeah. I yeah. still have it somewhere. That's not their first album. Well, it's not. Poconacha yeah. was. That's yeah. right. Man, way to call me out. I appreciate it. Throwback. <laughs> I, I, had, I had all of them. At some point, I think I had like 20 CDs. Same, them, same. So. Uh, but that's fun. So we, we have that nostalgia. Uh, so moving forward... You, you played college baseball. Mm-hmm. What position did you play? Played outfield. Uh, just, just anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Played some, mostly left. Played some right. Um, okay. Center. Number two hitter. Just scrappy, feisty, annoying. Nothing. Wasn't going to blow anybody away with anything. Okay. Wasn't just good at anything. Hard work. <laughs> yeah. Hustle. Show up. Yeah. Good energy. Yeah. Motivate people. Maybe run my mouth and start some fights. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. 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 <laughs> uh, and so then what happened when you graduated, you got out of that space, right? So you're saying, hey, you know, there, there was no hope. I'm not going to the Yankees. Yeah. But I really love baseball. It's been a big part of my life until I'm in my early 20s. And then what? Like what what filled the void or did anything? Yeah, so, oh man. So I think graduated in 2004 from Anderson, still had that degree in fitness, wanted to do fitness things. I mean, I still want to be active. Um, And right then, around that time, we had gone to war. So I knew like it was a change of 
2003, I think we went to war. I knew we wanted to, I wanted to serve, but I didn't know what capacity. I ended up going to nursing school, becoming a nurse. So that helped fill that space just because it was so the time domain to um, put that effort in for, for to become a nurse is a lot. Um, but then just working out, trying to stay fit, but you're doing the same things you were doing years and years ago and mm -hmm. it's it gets old it gets old sure. really quick with no push no drive no team uh, no team yeah no team aspect of it no one to kind of be in the trenches with you yeah um, so yeah there's a definite void there yeah so i know in, in like college strength conditioning it's getting so much better but it has been pretty abysmal and especially if you go to a small Christian school somewhere, like their their strength and conditioning program is not state of the art. No, it was laughable. Yeah, uh, their their program now is phenomenal. I'm sure, it, way better. Yeah, back then it was I could stand in the corner and hope nobody noticed me, and, and you could get away with I it. I could get away with it because I had all my insecurities about being little anyway. But um, yeah, but now it's you know it's big time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that kind of like the the routine, doing the same things, like if you've got a team. Even if the workouts are not great, with the team, you can still kind of cut up. You've got a little motivation. Right. Somebody's having a good time that day, and they're going to they're gonna try to, you know, infect the group and get them all kind of up and ready to go. But once you lose that team environment, and, you know, as a male nurse, it's not like typically the guys are not, yeah, all these girls that work with me, we're going to the gym after work, right. and, like, we have this community space and whatever. Like, it's an unusual space, or it would have been even more so then to be a male nurse than yeah. it is now. For sure. And so the, the social circle shrinks a little bit, even at work, because it's not team. And a baseball team's a big group of guys, right. and so you've always got everybody around. So as you were kind of getting out of school, um, working out, you mentioned wanting to serve. Is that, like nursing privately is what you went straight into yeah yeah um, okay. yeah so i think for a long i grew up in a pretty strict christian household very non-judgmental parents my parents are amazing they're still yeah. married they lead marriage ministries and cool. so my mom thought i was gonna uh go to school to be a pastor sorry mom uh but i knew <laughs> like just serving i wanted to do that yeah. there's a lot of value in that and brings a lot of gratification for me for yeah. probably for most people to serve i think so um and just happen to get paid for it man i love right. it and sure. i still love it um despite the last couple of years but yeah um, yeah. So then you mentioned it kind of once you got through nursing school, that was a grind. So it yeah. kind of takes all of your attention and energy anyway. Getting out, getting into to fitness, kind of staying active, but getting really bored. Yeah. What did you do to stay connected or did you have a, a layoff in, in kind of fitness habits routine when you got kind of tired or bored or how did you stay connected? If yeah. Not? I really wasn't staying disciplined to be honest with you. I was married at the time. Um, my ex-wife did do CrossFit. Yeah. Um, she was the only one who actually uh, got into it. Um, I think she was trying to well, like most females get shaped for their wedding. Um, and so that okay. was it for me. I was still going to a Globo gym doing, you know, back and buys and chest and tries and sure. with every other person in the gym. And yeah. it was just, there's, you're not talking to anybody, no. right? You're not, you're not engaging with anybody. There's no, if I want to short change a workout, I can do that. I mean, I could still do that, but I mean, there's no one to push you. There was nothing. It was easy to lose motivation and all that. Um, and so, you know, you're just going through that the day in and day out. Next thing you know, you can take two or three months off. Yes. Um, and that, you know, gets old and as older you snowball. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want that. Um, we moved back to Greenville um, to try to uh, extend our family, uh, have kids. And in doing that, at the time, my wife was pregnant. 
Um, and so we had moved into a small apartment and I was just doing what I found was almost CrossFit like workouts anyway. So this was okay. early 2013. So I'd get off work at 11 o'clock at night. I go to the apartment gym and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to put on an album. And this is my connection with music, right? Nice, so yeah. whatever it was, let's say, yeah. just making this up. Van Halen's greatest hits. Guess what? Every song change. I'm going to run on the treadmill. Um, you know, at a, like maybe a seven, eight minute pace, every song change, I'm going to go do 15 burpees. Okay. And so yeah. next thing you know, you're kind of in this realm of changing up routine. Yeah. Um, and next thing you know, you're kind of like, oh, this is kind of what she had been talking about with CrossFit and kind of changing it up. And that's initially what started me into that journey of kind of CrossFit modalities. No, that's cool. I, as, a, as an aside to that, to this day, I would rather get into a class, start an album, play an album. I am not a playlist guy. Yeah. I did not make the the transition you didn't from do well. <laughs> iTunes. Like let's 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 take the album apart. You listen to one song here, yeah. one song there. Great business model. Yeah. I would I would much rather hear it as the artist intended it. But uh, I'm I'm in this the small minority, I think. Yeah, that, that, that that's okay. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so then as you were kind of playing with adding some variety, spicing things up, making them interesting, did you find that you were kind of looking forward to the workout at the end of the day in a different way or yeah. that it was, yeah, go ahead. Abs absolutely. Uh, hands down, it was something I was looking, because it was new. Um, so at that time, 2013 is when I started CrossFit. Now, with that, it's all self-taught. Okay. So yeah. bad habits, good habits, self-taught, right? But yeah. either way, a lot more motivation there. I could go on and I would, you know, like most people, I don't know what a snatch is. Well, let me go on the main site and let me, let me look. And they yes. have videos and yep. like, okay, that's a snatch. Well, what can I do? Cause I'm in an apartment gym. So right. things like rope climb. So I, I don't have a rope in an apartment gym. So I was putting the rope over the, the pull-up bar and yeah. doing it. Remember the old school kind of yep. the way that they would, okay, well, I don't have rings to do that's muscle right. ups. Yeah, let me do a, a pull-up and a dip. Right. right. And so, and just trial and error, different workouts, coming up with stuff on your own, taking main site, social media is just really exploding around that time with CrossFit. And so finding, and you know, I was still, Rich Froning was still at the top of his game in the individual. Right. So I connected with that. He played college baseball. He has a degree in exercise science. He went the firefighter route. I went the nursing route. But still for me, it was like, oh, cool. Like yeah. this guy's got it and he's got it. It's kind of an icon. Right. Yeah. So let me go and um, at least follow that. And that's really what got me into it. That's cool. So then, uh, you know, rewind back to what was the, you don't have to like name names of gyms or anything like that, but the, the first time that you went from, I'm figuring it out on my own, because that's what I did too. I, I worked out in a small gym at a Christian university where I was working and I was just doing dot com three days on, take a day off, three days on, just following the website yeah. verbatim. I didn't know anything about scaling. I was doing stupid workouts that were not for me yet. I grew into them, right. but I should have I should have done less weight here or adjusted time frames. But you don't know what you don't know, right? right? Uh, the first time I stepped into a gym was actually at my level one. That wow. I, I went and I was like in the gym, and we did some workouts together. And I was like, so this is what it's all about because I was used to just grinding on my own, you know, putting in the headphones or whatever or not. Um, 
and then you're in the room, loud music, everybody's going, coaches are motivating. It was a totally different experience from yeah. doing CrossFit by myself, in, functionally in the garage gym, you know, whatever that is. Um, what was your experience like the first time that you went into a, a gym, a CrossFit gym, not just a gym that has stuff that mm -hmm. you can do CrossFit with? Because uh, technically CrossFit's a methodology, right? Not right. A, a brand or whatever. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I'm, like most people, super intimidating. And here I had been doing it on my own. Yeah. Right? And so I figured I had some, I wasn't walking in just cold turkey, not knowing anything, uh, but still super intimidating. Um, but we had just had a, well, we did, I had done it for a few years. We had had our second child. Uh -huh. And you, I didn't have time to come up with stuff on my own. Like, I, yeah. I, I honestly, people want to be told what to do. And I wanted to take the thinking out of it. Totally. I didn't want to think about coming up with my own programming. Um, so I walked into the gym, super intimidated. But at the same time, I thought, what's the worst that's going to happen to me is I might throw up, but I'm not going to die here. Like, it's going to be okay. It's just a workout. Let's, that helped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just let's go ahead and just get out of your comfort zone, be vulnerable in the space, and just be open to learn. Um, and once I did that kind of through the ego way, it was like, okay, this is, uh, this is good. And it, was a, it wasn't this box, but it was still eye-opening to me about right. what the methodology could serve for me uh -huh. and others and, and the benefits out of it. Totally. So that raises a few questions for me. The first one is you mentioned uh, college Dan mm -hmm. in the weight room, yeah. small, feeling insignificant, feeling uncomfortable in that space. And like, I could just kind of hide over here and not yeah. doing anything and sneak under the radar. What had changed in college Dan to I'm willing to set the ego aside. I'm not I'm not gonna let my kind of fear or embarrassment or whatever be the thing that keeps me from this experience. What what had changed? Yeah, so there's a few things. I think the profession that I'm in one. Um, and fortunately I there's a I've spent a lot of days with folks at the end of their rope, at the end of their life. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, and had a lot of conversations with them via dry race boards and such, um, much like an oncology nurse or like a hospice nurse would. And okay. you get to hear people's stories. And I just got to this place where I never wanted to not tackle whatever I wanted to go for for me. Uh -huh. And I'm a firm believer I can't pour into anybody else, a family, kids, if I have nothing to pour from. So this was something for me to go and tackle on my own. But the only way I could see progression with that, because, again, I had all these self-taught bad habits. So I came in here, and so there was that added but it was like all right man drop your ego this is where maturity comes in okay let's see let's just give this a shot let's be open to what the coaches are saying um and it's not like a globo gym i mean you have someone here that is looking at standards at looking at technique at looking at keeping you safe encouraging you and you're having in this tech world even you know five ten years ago everything's vying for attention and so much like I have you at my right here to yeah. ask questions and bounce things off of, and yeah. I, most boxes allow that, mm -hmm. um, and I needed that for me to grow, and I didn't have that in college. It was like, hey, get your crap together, get your work done, totally. and let's go. And here it was like, okay, we have all these individuals, kind of all doing the same thing, but it's it really is infinitely. You could scale it. You could scale every single thing we do, totally. um, and I appreciate that. And sacrificing that letting my ego go allowed me to progress so brilliant so then if i'm hearing you correctly part of it was framing it in the context of uh life's a vapor yeah and if i allow my 
my fears, my anxieties, my self-consciousness to keep me from things, well, who knows? This might be my last chance. Yeah, and it was really because in where I was at at the time was I was overseeing an ICU, um, and and again, I, you talk to people. I mean, they, again, they're they're vented and they're dry race sports, and they're you're like, hey, if you had to do this whole thing, this big thing on this rock that we live on over again, what would your experience be? And it was never about money. It was like, man, I wish I would have been more authentic to myself. I wish yeah. I would have loved more. I wish I would have told people uh, how I felt more. I wish I would have cared less what other people thought. Mm. Um, those are the common themes, and so. I think that's why when I come in here, I'm like, hey, how's it going? I love you. Great job. What's, you know, because I never want to get to that point where I'm like, man, I should have said something to that person. Yeah. But it's the same thing with working out with actual fitness journey. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not getting any younger. And these days sure. are passing by and life is short. So yeah. Yeah. let's go for what you want to go for. That's cool. I, I like that. The, the framing and the um, kind of considering, and it's wise to learn from other people's experience. So you can avoid a lot of the school of hard knocks by saying, what would you do? Yeah. And, and kind of imagining, and then we have imaginations because then you can put imaginary Dan, imaginary Brandon through some situations and go, oh, in that situation, imaginary Dan ends up dead and yeah. friendless and alone. Like, okay, let's not, let's not walk that path. Yeah. Let's do something different. So, but our, our kind of self-preservation, uh, you know, we've used the word ego several times in that. It's, it's, uh, it feels threatened and says, I'm gonna walk into this gym I don't know anyone. I don't know anything. They're all going to be judging me. Yeah. And I have this kind of holdover feeling of I could die. And that's that's really at root bottom what keeps me scared and intimidated of that space. It's I could die. And really, like you said, what's the worst that happens? I'm going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe I throw up. That stinks. I don't want to do that, right. but it's not the end of my life. Yeah. And so I'm, I can I can lean into that just a little bit and, and go... Um, and then the, the other piece of um, kind of letting go actually led to progress yeah. for you. And so hearing that, you know, I've been messing around with CrossFit since 2008. And, you know, there may be people listening to this that have been longer or who started eight days ago. And in any case, being able to say uh, what's on the screen is a suggestion for today. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to plan it. That's all been taken care of for me, which is a, a big benefit mm -hmm. for, for a lot of people. Uh, then I can say, okay, then what's my workout today? Yeah. And that's our intent here is that everybody gets their workout today instead of we're going to go as hard as we can no matter what. Everybody, the aspirational goal is that you always do exactly what's on the screen. Yeah, and I'm so glad you touched and you even mentioned that because I was having this conversation with Victor yesterday. Um, one of our coaches. One of our coaches yeah. who yeah. Uh, is just super fit too. But Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Great guy. And I've had this conversation with Kara. I think that was one of the things that drew me to this box because uh, I have a lot of parallel. Uh, again, the sport, the team aspect. and the, But there's a lot of parallels that transfer over but maybe people don't think about from nursing to here. Uh -huh. um, and so... I round on patients every day. It's one of my favorite things to do, round on patients and staff. And um, it's easy to come into these boxes or a box or any gym and just think, okay, this is what the, the workout is and I got to tackle it. And the coaches could even say, hey, this is what the stimulus should be and go. What drew me here was people were actually interested in me and my goals. Like, yeah. hey, and so 
and where the parallel I was talking with Victor yesterday was, I remember walking, this was several years ago, I was working in a, a, or overseeing an ICU and med surgery unit, I walked in this lady's room and I'm like, hey listen, dry erase board, want your pain to be controlled today, um, we're gonna have you walk this many feet and everything, and I can just see there's no connection with her. And I just, one simple question, it was almost life-changing for my career, but I think it's important that coaches could use in any boxes. Uh, yeah. and, and I just simply asked her, I'm like, you okay? And she said, no. And I said, what matters most to you today? Ooh, good. What matters most for you today for us to focus on for you? And in here, I, I was being empathetic, serving hard. We've These are the goals. Yeah. Got a plan. Yeah. Just like you would see on the whiteboard, right? You. Yeah. And she said, I just want to know that someone's checking my mail because I've been in the hospital two weeks. <sighs> like blew my head. Yeah. Because right? I was like, wow, we can really. Who can we call? I was like, man, we could say we're putting ourselves in other's shoes, but are we really putting making this individualistic? What, say that question that you asked me uh, more time. What matters most to you today? What matters most to you today? And so what I gained from that are my goals from her might not have, you know, she might, that, that wasn't her goal for the day. Yep. Um, it's the same thing in here. You can have two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward. By the end of the week, by the end of the two weeks, you're gaining ground. Advances, but yeah. that day, when you're feeling yeah. like trash, yeah. it's a good question to ask because those are the days you're like, man, I just want this to be the best hour of my day. You know, yes. like I just, I'm not worried about a leaderboard. I'm not worried about any of that. But I, I, I want to go ahead and get my workout in. Um, and so that was important. But when I came here, that's how I felt. And I had done a drop in tour after I left my last okay. box. Yeah, so sure. I dropped in a, and they were all great. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And we've had this conversation. I, I always equate CrossFit boxes to like hospice companies. Okay. They're yeah. all great yeah, for the most part to see about community. Right. But each <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But each of them have their different dynamics. Some are more yeah. faith-based, some are more uh, holistic, some you can do at home. Some, So it's the same thing. We want more competitive CrossFit gym. Sure, you want some that are more functionally for whatever. And I think that um, you can have that. This one worked for me in our box, and I love it. The family here, the coaches here. Um, it's been the best thing ever for me. Yeah, that's really cool. So everybody knows the last few years have been tough. Sure particularly tough for healthcare providers because yeah. uh, you know my life has been relatively sheltered from a lot of the the pandemic because generally speaking the circles that I run in are fairly healthy and so they don't have a lot of comorbidities and thankfully I haven't seen anyone get one of these wild outlier liar cases of COVID who right. was you know 35 in great shape and then just wrecked by it so so we've been insulated you're not yeah. You you always will see the worst of the worst because yeah. you work in the hospital and that's where the worst cases arrive. And so that that can kind of carry a burden yeah. for healthcare providers. I know there's there's you know lots quitting, lots of incentivization because it's been such a tough few years. What what has cuz you've mentioned to me how this place has really helped you float through yeah. that murkiness. Like how has this been a thing that that helped you to stay positive that you know we like to use that language best hour of your day yeah um tell us a little bit about that yeah the hospital's been tough um you know because there's opinions everywhere and i'm just still here you know one of the reasons i got into nursing was i like being put in uncomfortable situations with people and that forces me that it doesn't matter what they're race, sex, sexual orientation, financial status, view on the vaccine, view not on the vaccine, whatever it is, I'm here to go to bat for you and your family. And I love that aspect of it. Um, But you could do that so when you 
just throw so much of your soul and, and, and mind and, and the physical and emotional and mental into that. Mm-hmm. And it's taxing. And I feel like, like most people, there's so much vying for our attention, so many irons in the fire. And, um, you know, my life feels like a chess match most days. Probably like most people, you're always thinking five moves ahead. I mean, I'm already planning out, you know, my clothes are already laid out for tomorrow. You know, it's no, just the way it no is. No one else has done that Yeah, today. probably not. But just, anyway. Just as a heads up. <laughs> uh, but for the hour that I'm here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, man, I get to hang out with my homies. I yeah. get to cut up a little bit. Great fitness. It's literally the best hour of my day. I'm not thinking about the outside things vying for my attention. It's really a time for me to charge. Um, and there's great benefits, uh, a recharge, but and there's yeah. great benefits from it. So Sure. Um, and so with that, like if we're thinking about some of those great benefits, uh, I mean, you mentioned the social aspect. Yeah. And uh, if there's anything that I have seen through the pandemic, it's kind of the breakdown of, of social opportunities Yeah, has had um, a larger effect in my circles than the actual illnesses that, that people have contracted. It's sure. the, my family now is at a distance because my grandparents are really concerned. So the best we do is a driveway conversation from 15 feet away. Right. You know, they're not hugging my kids and they're not like, there's, there's some distance there or, uh, you know, socially just people who are not as socially connected, um, as I get to be. So through church and family and the gym and Mm -hmm. just, I, I get to, I get as much as I want or need out of those relationships. Lots of people don't have that. So they rely on a more, uh, let me go downtown, let me do this, let me do that. Well, all of those got taken away to some extent or another and, and created this level of distance. Um, how has the, the social aspect of coming here been something that kind of filled a gap for you that maybe otherwise got taken away by the pandemic? Yeah. Um... I think it was important for me to still have that because that's how I, you know, I'm extroverted, man. You know, you, yes. you know that, right? Yes. I mean, people know that. I'm, hey, what's your name? What's your favorite color? I'm Dan. I'm going to be your friend. That's yeah. just the way it is, whether yeah. you like it or not. Um, and so I need that, but I also had to, you know, how can I do it and be safe? You know sure. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to stay in my lane, control what I'm going to control. So whether that's cleaning up, doing all that stuff, uh, be, totally. you know, masking, all that. Yeah. But I need to be in here, one, for fitness, for the physical. Um, but for what I need to recharge and what I get from people. So in the hospital, I'm, I'm on professional all the time. And it's not that I'm yeah. not here, but I get to truly let go of all of that yes. and just enjoy the hour that I'm here with my buddies, mm-hmm. uh, male and female buddies, um, yeah. and I and the coaches. And I needed that. Um, it allowed me to then give time to my kids and give time to the hospital to be better for them. And mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not getting any younger. I turned 40 in a few months. Um, I, I love knowing that I'm not on any medications. I love knowing that I don't have injuries. I love, yeah. and you know, and it, the, what Swamp Rabbit CrossFit offers, um, far exceeds the things that, uh, intimidate people from first stepping into the box. Sure. Yeah. That's great to hear. The, one of the things that we have aspirations of this year is starting to help people bridge the gap between healthcare and all the other things that they want to do. And so you mentioned injuries and you mentioned some of these kind of individualizing mm-hmm. of experiences and plans. And, you know, it's, it's common for somebody to say, well, I have a, I have a shoulder thing. So CrossFit's dangerous. I can't do that. Or I have a knee or a back or a whatever. 
And so we're actually doing a, a fair amount of professional training this year to work on how we can uh, bridge the gap for everybody on those things and really individualize what they need so that if there are things that would keep you from otherwise having a healthy, active lifestyle and, and getting all these benefits, because it's really disproportional. If you come and put in, you know, the, the dollars and time that you invest here are coming back, you know, tenfold, a hundredfold Absolutely. outside of here because of how much more you've mentioned several times. I can parent my kids better. I can uh, manage my relationships better. I can provide a better service at work and all of that gets noticed, right? And then there's opportunities that because I can do all those things at a higher level, well, who are, who are we looking at when we look at promotions at work? Who are we looking at when we're looking at, am I gonna have a relationship with my kids when they're teenagers, when they're beyond? Well, it's, it's involved parents. It's the people who can have the energy. I had a conversation recently with somebody who was just like, by the time that I get done with everything I have to do, I just don't have the gas to do what I want to do with my kids. I, they want to go ride bikes. I'm just like, I don't have it. Yeah. Go out, you guys go play. You know, I'll, I'll be here and I'm for you, but I want to be with you. And, and so uh, that's something that we really want. That's the, the first half of our mission statement is we want to lengthen and improve the lives of people in the Greenville area by providing the best hour of their day. And so that, that return on your investment is immeasurable yeah. when it comes to this thing. And it's hard to see that in the beginning, you know, sure. but I think there's, oh my gosh, I can't even, you know, working for like overnight, you know, going from 45, 50 hours a week to 65, 70 hours yeah. a week, you know, for two years is a lot. And so I've, my boss and that's boss a see, statement. Yeah, yeah. And senior leadership, they know where I work and they're like, I'm like, Hey, I'll give you all the time I have. Just don't interrupt my time with my kids in the gym. Like I have to be able to get there. Um, a few days a week, I have to be able to connect um, because then I can better. And, you know, I like to wrestle around with my kids. That's my whole yes. thing in here. Like, that's my number. I want to be functional for them. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if it's just the Internet or social media, but, you know, I, it's not that CrossFit gets a bad rap. I just think that it's there's so much information. And sure. like with most things, you know. And there's fear. It's yeah, new. Sure. It's different. Yeah. surplus of information but where's the truth that's almost that's for that's almost everything, everything in yeah, life right? right and so um but what i've told people because i people are like oh you do that that's crazy you know you hear the cult yeah, or you hear i mean we've all oh, heard that, that right? that's because it is a cult. well it, you know okay. yeah hey we yeah. talk about it a lot right it. yeah yeah i'll own it um and you hear about oh i can't they're they're doing all these crazy things and i'll, I'll ask them i'm like well to be honest with you that guy over there squatting 500 pounds, that's the same movement my 99-year-old grandmother's doing to be functional to get off the toilet or get off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. um, you know, someone doing a strict press, that's the same movement my same 99-year-old grandmother's doing to put her groceries above her head. And so you could scale it. You could be like, you could do whatever you want it to be that's right. for yourself and make it work. Um, so I'm, I always tell them, like, just get in here. Well, that, that goes back to your question. What's most important to what you is, today? Yeah. And so if, if what's most important to you is I want to be functional, I want to enjoy life, this is a great way to do that, awesome. Then there, there's no reason to worry about how heavy is the bar. Yeah. It's 
can we get the appropriate amount of exercise today that's going to help you go to the future you want? Uh, rather than how heavy can we make this, how fast, and let's get you injured, and let's get you frustrated, yeah. and let's get, like, what, for what? Yeah. That doesn't help anybody. Uh, so that, that's a great point. The, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is related to kind of what prompted us to do this okay. was talking about the environment in the gym for you, that this is as positive a setting as you've seen, uh, even here where it's, I think, been pretty positive since yeah. you started. Like, what, what stands out to you that says, this is such a great part of the day that I don't, it's not cliche for me to say best hour of my day. Yeah, man, that's a good, it's so, there's, there's a lot. Um, I, the coaches won. Um, I just, for me, when I was doing my drop in, I wanted mm -hmm. someone who I was looking L2 and above. I, that's cool. just for okay. me. Yeah. I wanted someone who was going to yeah, know, some under their belt. right. Who, who, who was going to know movements in, in and help me break apart my bad habits. So that was my personal. But then when I got in here, there's just the dynamic of each coach is different, but it works so well. And I think the underlying, they want what's best for the members and yeah. they want to see members succeed. Not even the goal is not for them to succeed in here. It's in life. And I yeah. love that. So for me and each of y'all have your unique backgrounds that are with so much knowledge, um, but it works very well together. And I like, the things about the whiteboard and uh, the workouts, like that's second to me. It's yeah. like most people, the community yeah. is yeah. everything. I need that community because the hospital's so chaotic. Uh, yeah. Personal life can be so chaotic. This is my safe space, my refuge, and the members are good. Um, I love being in the trenches, kind of suffering through a workout. I say that loosely, yeah. but through a workout, but cheering on everybody else, old yeah. and young, whether you finish last or first. And, yeah. um, and, and it's great. And I mean, you can't beat this location. This location is- That's a nice spot. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? This location is the best in town. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, Dan, I appreciate you taking a little time this morning to hang out, share your experience, your story. Uh, if you're listening to this, I think that the, probably the best takeaway is not one I anticipated, but the um, ask the people around you, what's most important to you today? And then who knows? You know, I, I know that I, I like to be loved in particular ways and cared for, and some things to me go, man, that person really noticed me and they care and they're, they're putting in the effort. Um, and I know my wife, same, and those are different things. So I could be thinking, I'm working really hard on your behalf, and I'm doing all the things that you don't care about, but working really hard, and so I'm, I'm missing. Yeah. And we both feel frustrated. Instead, saying, what's most important to you today? And then I bet for that lady, you make a phone call and say, That's oh, yeah, we, we got your mail checked. Yep. Good to go. Are you ready to do your treatment plan? Yeah. Let's go. Yep. That, that was the obstacle. That's exactly was the what barrier. happened. And so you go, yeah, that thing that's been worrying you, let's take care of that. And then now you're accessible and open to, to influence and help and allowing us to, to help you move to where you need to be next. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I for taking it. some time. Honor. I appreciate thank it. You. I learned. And uh, that's always the goal on something like this. Yeah. Well, I love being here. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for listening to the Jackrabbit Fitness Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you got just one little useful nugget that will help you out today, consider heading over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. It really helps to get the word out and share these tips and tricks about life-changing fitness with friends and family. You can find out more about Swamp Rabbit CrossFit by following us on Instagram or on Facebook at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, or you can visit the website at swamprabbitcrossfit.com. We hope this episode is part of the best hour of your day, and we'll catch you on the next one.